I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers, and today we're talking about our kids, specifically bragging about our kids, but we're hoping to do it in a not-too-obnoxious way, right, Sarah? Yes, I think so. (laughs) So I think that what I want to definitely focus on today is the idea that we all love talking about our kids, and there's this idea that doing that can be kind of braggy and obnoxious, and there is a way to brag that is kind of obnoxious. And there's a way to do it where you're just talking about what makes your kid really special and unique and what makes like your mom heart happy. And that's, that's the stuff I want to focus on today. Yeah, I love this. I love this idea, which was totally your idea. And the other thing I think is that it gets so much harder to talk about our kids as they get older. And we're going to get into that a little bit in a little more detail because there's a bunch of reasons why. But you end up with sort of tweens and teens and nobody to talk to about all the amazing things your kids are doing or at risk of sounding like you're just bragging. Right, exactly. So I love this idea. Well, first up, we've got a sponsor. Our returning sponsor is Shoot Along. Shoot Along offers photography courses for parents who want to take better pictures of their kids using a DSLR camera. You guys have heard us talk about uh, Shoot Along before, and our listeners who have tried them out have loved their love courses. Them. Yes. yes. So they do seasonal courses. If you didn't get in on their year-long 2017 course, they do seasonal courses that are eight weeks long. You get eight PDF lessons delivered to your email, plus a membership in a private Facebook group to share your progress with other participants, which I think is such a cool feature. Um, So the next session starts on June 12th. Registration is open now. And our listeners can head to shootalong.com slash the mom hour and save 10% on that course. So go grab it. If you've been meaning to do it and you've heard us talk about them before and just never did it, summer would be such a good time because I was just going to say that this is a great time of year to start, you know, just really getting into taking those pictures, especially because outdoors, natural light people, beautiful (laughs) light, beach, beach photos. Um, And I also just love the accountability of having a prompt or a lesson every week. Um, I know as I am learning more and more about photography, that's so helpful, just like any creative pursuit, having a little external accountability or a prompt to get you started. Yes, so again, shootalong.com slash the mom hour will save you 10% on their summer course. Registration's open now and the course starts June 12th. So Alrighty. go do it. Okay. Um, all right. So we want to talk about our kids and we don't want to sound like we're bragging. So let's, how do we do this? Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> well, about that a little. Yeah, I think, and I know we're going to get into like the how and why we talk about our kids in general. Um, I think that the reason that we're afraid of sounding braggy is because sometimes the kinds of things we're pressured to share Mm -hmm. are a little self-serving because Mm -hmm. it kind of shows how great of parents we are. Oh, that's so true. You know, like if if it's a developmental thing, we seem to feel like we should take some pride in that, even though it probably has very little to do with us. If your kid is a little older... And they're acing tests. And there's just this sort of like societal expectation. And then if we, if our kid meets that expectation, we feel like we've, I don't know, succeeded as parents. Therefore, ergo, sharing that success reflects well on us. And that's really not what I'm talking about today. I'm I'm really, I I think the things that I, I jotted down notes for all five of my kids, but I really think the things I'm focusing on have almost nothing to do with me. They might come from me like in some kind of, you know, tangential way or like 
almost through osmosis, but they're nothing. There's no, they're not things that I feel personally like responsible for in that I created this tendency in my child. These are more like me looking at my kid and saying, wow, what a cool human you are. I'm learning this thing about you. That's really, really unique. And it's not like a, it's not like a, a a number. It's not something I could really put into a Facebook status. It's just really like something about what makes them special. Yeah. It's more about your kids becoming the people they are becoming, which is like probably one of the biggest privileges of parenting is to watch that happen. And again, realizing that we have very little to do with a lot of that. Right. Exactly. Um, I wanted to say that I, I think when kids are babies and toddlers, this is a lot easier because there's sort of a finite, you know, we've talked about milestones on the podcast fairly recently, and there's sort of like a finite amount of things that babies and toddlers do. And I feel like the window of time they do it in, while there is a wide range of normal, it's still, everyone's kind of going through the same things at the same time. And when I was in that phase, I had a lot of mom friends whose kids were pretty much exactly the same age as mine. So while, you know, we weren't braggy about it, it didn't feel too difficult to talk about teething. Like who's got, you know, who's got a tooth coming in and who's starting to crawl. And um, I feel like the older your kids get, I just have a more, a wider variety of the mom friends that I have and the people that I would talk about this kind of stuff with. So it doesn't feel number one as relatable. And it does seem more like more tricky as you get into talking about bragging or maybe even get into talking about things that your kids wouldn't want you talking about. Do you know what I mean? Sarah, I have, yeah, absolutely. I have to ask you as a side note, um, <laughs> and you remember what it felt like to be so fascinated by everything, like every move, teething, all those things. You remember yeah. they were like endlessly fascinating. And yeah. then do you remember the moment where you stopped caring? Y- yes. <laughs> I remember having this really bizarre moment where I was at a mom's group and I might've been on baby number three or something, two or three. Cause I, I went a long time where I still found that stuff really fascinating. And I remember thinking, wow, I don't ever need to talk about teething again. It yeah. was really weird. Like, and I, I love talking about that stuff here on the show, but I mean, I didn't need to talk about it in the context of yeah. my own kids. Cause by that point I'd kind of, I don't know. I'd figured out that it is always different maybe yeah. or something. And I had gotten over it. <laughs> I feel like when I have friends with kids who are way younger than mine, number one, I forget that that's a thing. Like when I right? ask, how's everything going? And they say, Oh, well the, you know, they're going through a four month sleep regression. And I'm like, you're like, Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot that was a thing, <laughs> but that's, a, that's a type of thing that you talk about all the time with your friends. Yeah. So it just changes. It just changes. It does, as you get older. Think, but I, yeah. there's something about sitting around in those mom, mom's group circles that gives you complete permission yes. to share. And while there might be one, mommy in the group who sounds braggy. For the most part, I didn't find it braggy. I just found it more like you're just sharing. Because the other thing is babies and toddlers aren't hearing you and overhearing right. you. They're not interrupting. So you you just have like free reign to talk yep. about what your baby's and doing. And you should. So, yeah, you should. It's so all-encompassing and it should be all-encompassing. It has to be all-encompassing. You're keeping a tiny human alive. Right. Um, and that's why I think, you know, to look at our perspective, if you're in that if you're in that position where it's still all-encompassing, it's just, I think, would be fascinating at that age or that stage to look forward and be like, oh, there's going to be a time when not only will I not really care, but I won't even remember some of this is happening. It's right. kind of funny to me and a little bit freeing. I think yeah, it's freeing. It definitely I, gets older as they get old, uh, different as they get older. I don't know if this has happened to you, but I have a couple friends 
who have daughters in particular who are a little bit older than my oldest. So, you know, preteen and have said to me, I wish there were moms groups for moms of teens and preteens. And I don't know if it felt that way with your boys or if it's a girl thing, but really feeling some loneliness around not knowing because there's some, you know, if you're going to talk about puberty and mood swings and things, there's some privacy issues. You're not just going to hopefully complain about your, your preteen to anyone who will listen. But at the same time, you need a little bit of that confidant in maybe somebody who's going through the same thing and you just don't have it when you're Um, older kid issues can be so isolating yeah and um i those are the kind of topics i think that come out like like almost in secret like one-on-one you're having a conversation with someone who also has a teen and you just share that quick little moment and then it's over because there aren't they're right there aren't usually groups for that kind of thing and it's not really okay to talk about it on social media yeah. um, depending on the topic and I totally agree you remember the movie and I, I can't remember now which movie it was it might have been Bridesmaids where you know I mom... never saw Bridesmaids I mean okay. I know I know what it is there's I a know scene where there's this mom of teenagers talking very frankly about what goes on in the laundry when you have teenage boys <laughs> And I remember, I think I, when that movie came out, maybe only one of my kids was a teen. And I was just laughing because I thought these are the kind of conversations that really only come out like this. Yeah. Like in, in private, you're with some people, you're out, you know, and this, it was like a bachelorette thing and she yeah. had a few drinks, I think. But it was like, there's like secret confessionals, but yeah. the stuff that you, you aren't walking around talking about that in front of yeah. lots of people or in groups like that. Yeah. It's just, it does change. So, you know, another thing that I've felt like for me, um, is two things. One it's also really hard to talk about older kid things and teenage kids with people who don't have them yet. Just because mm, yeah. I remember before I had teenagers thinking I was going to do just like before you have babies. Yeah. Thinking I was going to do things a certain way and then finding out how little control you have. It yeah. really changes your perspective. So there's that. Um, not that people are judgy. It's just I don't really get it. And then the other thing is I really love talking about my kids um, as a way to bolster them or a way I've mm-hmm. always wanted to be like my kid's biggest cheerleader yeah. and talk about them in front of them and, and yeah. make them feel really good. But it can be tricky to do that when they're older because they get really embarrassed yeah. or they're not around. They don't yeah. hear you. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- it's, this is so good. It's giving me lots to think about. Um, I also wanted to touch on the idea of sharing photos because I think that is related. And while you and I have a public platform with the podcast and, you know, we know a lot right. of people who are writers and bloggers, not everybody is, but um, I think she sharing photos of your kids often comes with a story and is there's a lot of the same issues tied up in that you know the the feeling like you might be bragging or the oversharing or the privacy issues as they get older um, I wanted to mention um, hopefully listeners have gone back and heard the interview I did just recently it was the mom hour voices number 13 with dr. Devorah Heitner um, who wrote a book called Screenwise, but we talked about, um, she recommends ask, starting to ask for kids permission when you post their photos online. Starting okay. about, she used to say nine, and she said some kids are even more self-conscious and start asking their parents, you know, don't don't show that or don't post that even yeah, younger Clara than Yeah, Clara started nine. asking me at seven. Yeah, so no, she said... Like, she would want to look at it first. Yeah, so and, and I loved the point that um, Devorah made, which was sometimes, it depends on the kid and how self-conscious they are, but sometimes they're thinking you're going to share something will make them act less like a kid. You know, she has yeah. an eight-year-old, and she said, I want my eight-year-old to be goofy and silly. I don't want him to worry about, is this going to end up online? So I do think that the constant photo sharing has has complicated this, not just talking to you know our peers about what our kids are up to, but just making us think 
critically about what and I do find myself sharing fewer and fewer fewer and fewer photos my photos also tend to come with a story you know I like to I like to you know capture a moment or write up a story when I post to Instagram and you know it is it's another thing that came to my mind when you were talking about the teenagers is I feel like um, the sharing we want to do especially about how cool of people our kids are it's not as soundbitey like it's not like yes. so-and-so's potty trained it's it's more nuanced like if I tried to explain what an awesome nine-year-old Allegra is becoming I'd have to just kind of sit there for a while and have somebody to hear that and you don't right. have as many people to just entertain you know entertain you or allow you to go into that so yeah. I don't know it's it's yeah. less less quick I feel like you're, that's absolutely true. Like I was saying before, it's not something you can just post a quick status like got an A in the test. It's right. way more. It's more nuanced. And it's more about who they are. And yeah. Well, hopefully, so. hopefully, we all continue to have those people, whether it's our partners or close family members or just other adults who've known our kids um, as long. That's some of my favorite people to continue to share with are like my Arizona mom mm-hmm. friends who I don't live near anymore, but they all knew my kids as babies, all of them. And so that's fun. They know I'm not bragging. They know the the baby that this person was once. So hopefully listeners all have somebody they can continue to brag and share about your (laughs) kids with. Um, so, yeah, we're going to actually do some sharing about our kids, right? Yes, is it time for us to start bragging? It is almost. <laughs> so we have one more sponsor I want to talk about okay, and okay. shout out to before we get into the braggadociousness. Um, and that is BarkBox. Do you guys know that I got a puppy? I feel like I've not talked about the puppy. Maybe one mention recently on the podcast. Well, your puppy was almost a, a, a guest on today's <sighs> My show. My puppy is almost always a near guest on the show <laughs> because puppy life is hard, you guys. It's really a lot of work. Um, but that... That aside, our puppy, my puppy is now enjoying BarkBox, which is a subscription box service. You can get one, six, or 12-month subscriptions with natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. So I believe Moxie got a BarkBox this month, too, got right? Our, my not-so-puppy puppy. She is like a seven-year-old, fully a grown older dog. Um, what I loved about BarkBox is I'm always, you know, Moxie gets kind of the short trip. She's like one furry kid in a household of five actually. Yeah. Well, human child, children. Plus, we just got a cat. So the cat is kind of the cool pet on the block right, right. now. And Mox is like, hey, what about me? And I always mean to go get her treats and toys. And I forget. Like yeah. every time I'm at the grocery store, I think oh, I'm going to go down the dog aisle and get her something. And then I don't. And so I love just having this box show up. And she kind of, you know, I called her over and started opening it. And she got really excited. Her tail was wagging. And then. I was trying to get a little video of her enjoying the toys, but she, and I sent you a whole bunch of my yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, she she, <laughs> she was so excited I couldn't like get her to stop, like to calm down for a second, so I could get a video of her, sort of a little boomerang video. So yeah, the, anyway, yeah, it was really yeah, cool. The box is so cute. So it's a unique variety of toys and treats that you won't find anywhere else, and they're all all the edibles are made in the United States and Canada. Um, and if your dog does not like any of the items, they will replace them. And then if you love any of them, you can go on their site and order more. So it's a great way to try new and unique toys and treats. I know in puppy life, um, novelty is key because puppies, I, th- I mean, we had an older dog before and they just don't play with toys with the same enthusiasm that puppies right. do. So puppies really do need variety. They need new stuff to keep them busy, both on the treat side and the toys. So we so had so much fun. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we so. have a we have an offer for a free uh, extra month of BarkBox if you use our code. So if you go to BarkBox.com backslash mom hour, when you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan, you get a free month. 
Oh my gosh, you guys should totally do this if you have dogs and just take the stress out of not shopping for pet stuff and trying out some new brands um, that are really great. It's great fun. for your dog. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, BarkBox. Okay. Um, bragging about our kids, talking about start? our now, kids. How are we going to do this? Are we going to like... We, I think you go have to go first because... Okay. Yeah, because you have way more kids. So, I do. I have so um, many kids. Do you want me to pick one <laughs> randomly and surprise you yeah, or do you want to go in that. age order? No, no. You, you, you pick one randomly. Okay. I'm closing my eyes and going to point at the computer screen. What if you point at totally the wrong spot? Then I'll just go to the closest <laughs> kid. Okay. Uh, the closest kid was Clara. Okay. Right. Okay. So Clara... Um, has become super self-aware. She's eight now. Okay. And she is always um, talking about like things that happen. What I love about it is that she totally understands herself in this Mm -hmm. really adult kind of a way. So we had a conversation recently where she said something at dinner that could be construed as being hurtful to a family member Mm -hmm. and kind of got called out gently on Mm -hmm. it. And then her eyes filled with tears because she's Mm -hmm. very, very sensitive Mm -hmm. and really like almost overly empathetic. And I said, you know, I didn't mean to come down on you. It's not a big deal. It's just sometimes you have to think before you talk and you have to think about whether something is going to, is it the right thing to say? Is it going to hurt someone's feelings? And so she was quiet for a long time. And then a couple hours later, this is the other thing I love about her, Clara. Um, It breaks my heart a little bit sometimes too, but (laughs) I love it is that she really will take that to heart and think. And yeah, really give something a lot of thought before she responds. And so a few hours later, it might've been when I was putting her to bed, she said, you know, mom, I realized something today. (laughs) It was kind of like a after school special. We all learned something today. And she said, I realized that I don't have to tell the truth all the time. And I, I was like, well, what do you mean? And she said, sometimes there's something in my head that's true. And I feel like I have to say it because it's true Mm -hmm. and I can't rest. Like I can't calm down until I say it. But she said, I realize sometimes people don't want to hear it Mm -hmm. and I should just keep it to myself. And I just thought it was so cool for her to learn that. But for me to literally witness her learning that, that, you know, when is it appropriate? Like how to have tact really. Yes. And that's what it was. Um, yeah, she is a talker. She's, mm-hmm. she blurts things. She just says whatever's on her mind and to watch her kind of struggle with learning when is the right time to do that and right. when to keep something in uh, right. was very, very cool. She's like really fun because she's so vocal about that stuff. Yeah. And she, because she has running commentary, you can literally see, what's yeah, going on in her mind. It's funny. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I've loved the time that I have spent with Clara. I feel like she's she has a little similarity to both of my older kids, and she's right in the middle of them age-wise, but yeah, yes. she's totally totally different. So I have loved getting to know her, and yeah, she is she is the sweetest. Are you going to oh. randomly pick my next kid, or do you yeah. want to go to you? No, let's do one more of yours. There's so okay. dang many. Okay. I know. You're like, this isn't fair at all. Okay. I'm doing this so unscientifically. I'm like jabbing at my computer screen. Okay, that was right on Isaac. So that was okay, a legit Isaac. random pick. Okay. Tell everyone all how right. old Isaac is, too. Isaac we is 17. Okay. Isaac is 17. And Isaac is like a really reserved kid. He is so funny. He's so dry. But he doesn't really put himself out there. And he's the kid who's been just sitting up in his room like tinkering away at the guitar for like a year and a half, but won't mm-hmm. play in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then I'll be in my bedroom and I can hear the guitar coming down. I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's actually, actually good. Yeah. But he doesn't, he's just doing it just for the sake of doing it. I yeah. don't know that he'll ever play in front of anyone. So, um, I found uh, when I was switching over to a new computer, I found a file called Isaac podcast. I'm actually hoping we can insert the audio at oh, some yeah. point into oh, this. Yeah. Maybe right after this little part, we can um, yeah, write we'll down do a timestamp. Um, he he did like a little podcast for 
a school project and it was on my computer and I found it and listened to it and I was cracking up because not only does he have an awesome radio voice, he by does. The way, I listened. Yeah, it's this deep baritone. Um, <laughs> it's like I want to listen. He just like I want to listen to him all day. His voice would really just soothe you to sleep. Um, very manly, but. It's funny, and he's just really, it's so his personality. Like, he's dry. He sounds kind of sarcastic in part. Like, he's making fun of the assignment right. a little bit, but you can't quite be sure. Um, just really, really funny and well done, and I want to include that. To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf. Reader response by Isaac D. The music is garage band loops in the urban section. To the Lighthouse is not going to be a buffet full of all your favorite food. It's like a small salad with a bunch of cherry tomatoes in it you never asked for. The character relations are often told in snap decisions from one perspective. A character instantly has a thought, and without evaluating it, they move on to their next. People are unrepentantly inconsiderate, greedy, and spiteful. The story quickly becomes a jumbled mess of sad people, individually incapable of communicating with each other. They all have their own agendas, but they are all affected by the same universal truths of life. Because wee-woo-wee-woo, philosophy alert, it's not just a bunch of sad people. It handles the depressing truth of time, memory, legacy, and communication gracefully, without being at all in your face about it. This book isn't very funny, and I didn't laugh a whole lot. So is it worth it? I don't know. It's 130 pages, and I had no idea what was going on until I looked it up. I'm done. What I love is that, you know, teenage years, you can be pretty self-conscious, and it sounds like he knows himself well enough, like he's not the most outgoing or the most exhibitionist, but at the same time, he did not come across as self-conscious. So yeah. it's, it's like, it must be almost that he kind of knows what he wants to say and what he wants to do and what kind of things he wants to participate in, and then he just owns it. Yeah, there's a very there's a quiet confidence there. Yes. He doesn't put himself like out there too much, but he's just like, this is me. This is who I am. You know, take it or leave it, which I appreciate a lot. I love that. Is he? Okay. He's a junior, right? He's so a he junior. has one more. One he's more. Got one more year. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. All right. Do you, you want to go to you, one of you pick now? One of your, pick one of my kids. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to do it randomly because uh, just pick one. Uh, yeah. Surprise me. I'm going to have you do read. Okay. <laughs> um, so I have two totally unrelated things about read. Um, but one is that, and this is true of almost all. So he's turning seven in like 10 days. So by the time this airs, it, like it's almost his birthday. Um, and one thing I love about seven-year-olds is their teeth. And we've even talked about this on, <laughs> on the show before. Like, I love it all. Their so, janky teeth. So their janky teeth. It's so like, it's one of those where if you look at his mouth objectively, it's not cute. It's like mess. it's only, it's a mouth that only a mother could love. So he and lost one of his the top teeth, teeth. like way too big for his face too? Not, not even yet. My kids okay. are a little late, a later... Uh, than average on losing teeth. So he has lost the bottom two and then he's lost one of the top two. <laughs> and usually, you know, usually the, they go in pairs that aren't separated by more than like a couple weeks, maybe a month. Well, his is, it's now past two months where the other top tooth is still in there and it's super loose. It also happens to be kind of yellowish from like a fall. Who knows right. when, you know, how like eventually they all have like a gray tooth or some of them yeah. do. So it's like off color sticking out to the side and then the, the big tooth on the other side is like halfway in. So it is a jacked up <laughs> But that's one of my favorite things about seven-year-olds is like they're just the losing teeth, the wiggly teeth, and it's just really cute. So his little smile, maybe I'll put a picture somewhere because he is not, he's not self-conscious yet. And it's one of those that like when it's your kid, you think it's cute. And um, you know what I also love about that is that that is truly a moment in time. Like, yes. the, and I remember like when one adult tooth is all the way in and the other yeah. one's like partway in and like, you know, maybe then there's some baby teeth on yep. either side yep. and that goes by 
in a couple of months. Yeah. Like it's just yes. over and it'll yeah. never come back again. It's like very brief. Yeah. And with him, we'll never really have the true where it's like a double gap on top because it, they've been too staggered. Like the one tooth is all the all, like halfway in and the other one's not out yet. So I do love that, like where they have no teeth on top, but his is a more <laughs> gradual a little process. More gradual. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> so I will report back. I want that other tooth to come out so bad. But in the meantime, it's a, it's a very adorable smile. But oh. my other story is actually almost similar to Clara's, but in Reed's own way. So, you know, Reed has had a tough time with empathy, actually. In some ways, he's very, very sensitive, but his oversensitivity sometimes makes him like hard to emote. Like it's almost like he doesn't want to open the floodgates or get into something emotional because then he can't stop. So he kind of has like no, um, you know, like a dimmer, like they they talk about like a dimmer. He's like all or nothing and always has been. But because of that, he has never been the most naturally empathetic kid with his sisters. And I've had to really work with him. And Allegra's the opposite. She's just really nurturing. And, you know, she'll just, if someone falls down and gets hurt, she's the first to come over and say, are you okay? Well, to read, if someone falls down and gets hurt, his first thought is, I didn't do it. It's not right. my fault. And, um, you know, like, make sure he's not in trouble. It's very self-serving. It's anxiety. Which is fine. Some, yeah. Yes. And some kids, that's just how they are. So, we, you know, this is an ongoing thing we're working on. But the other day... I kind of got mad at him about it because I was in the other room and Violet tripped. I think she tripped on an open door that he had left open. So it wasn't directly his fault, but it was, you know, something that was related to where they'd been playing together. And, you know, she is also quick to point fingers. So she pointed fingers. He like he just walked away. She's laying there crying, stubbed her toe and he just walked away. And I said, you know, I kind of got mad at him. I said, you don't have to you don't have to take the blame, but if someone is lying there in pain on the floor, I expect you to show compassion. And I, I used the phrase, I, it just came out, but I said, you know, on a scale of one to 10 for compassion, that was like a zero. And he stopped and he got really sad because oh. he has this little mind that's like, he loves things that are like a score or levels. Like yeah, his whole mind is like a video the numbers. game. Yep, yep, the and scores, so yep. in retrospect, I probably did do it on purpose, but it really got to him. He said, I didn't like that you used a score. And I said, you know what? I, I said, I probably shouldn't have said it that way. I said, but I I did do it to get your attention that, you know, you don't have to take the blame that she fell. But if someone is hurt, I expect you to just check in with them and see if they're okay. Well, then the next day they were outside playing and she got, Violet got hurt out of no, no fault of his. And he was over there hugging and kissing. And it's just funny because where for Allegra, that stuff comes really naturally. I have to recognize that for him, it doesn't and at the same time I think it's really sweet that like almost like you said with Clara like it went into his little robot brain and he was like okay this is what I'm supposed to do and it wasn't it wasn't not genuine it was genuine in his own way but it had to be taught and that was it has to be taught that that's the thing I think we forget sometimes that not all kids just naturally come to this yes so then I kind of joked with him at the end of the day I was like on a scale of one to ten that was like a ten of compassion (laughs) and you know and he like it wasn't quick either he went over he gave her a hug he you know so it's just funny they they can learn they can learn so that's my little that's my little read story um (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to pick one randomly. Let's okay. do Owen. Okay, Owen. Owen is 11. And Owen, um, as some may know, has been obsessively yo-yoing for, I don't know now, six, six months, five months. It happened, started around the holidays. Okay. When he decided he was going to, quote, get into yo-yoing again. <laughs> so he honestly never puts the thing down he told me he wishes i hadn't signed him up for baseball this year because he'd rather spend his time yo-yoing i mean 
it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I have to take it away at night. Right. I have to take it away if I want him to right. eat. I have to take it away if I want him to do it. Like, I have to go remove it physically right. from his hand because he can't stop. It's just... And he goes to Yo-Yo Club. He walks himself there. It's probably a 20-minute walk downtown to go to the toy store for Yo-Yo Club and back. Um, I mean, and he doesn't ever forget when it's happening. And yeah. it's it's awesome, but it's kind of made me a little crazy at times because yeah. I just hear this zing, this like subtle zinging noise <laughs> Constantly. all the time. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a Yo-Yo flinging around. And I know that Owen is not going to... Um, He's not going to come when called. Yeah. I'm going to have to go yeah. like forcibly make him come, you know, do the dishes or whatever it is. But what I love about it is it's showing me that he is like maybe the most determined kid I have. Uh-huh. If he wants to do something, he's going to do it. Right. If he wants to learn something, he's not just going to get okay at it. He is going right. to excel. He's going to right. own that thing. Right. Um, and that's been cool to watch. It's also been like one of those parenting challenges, right? Because with all of these cool things about your kids, just like what you were just saying with Reed, there's always the other side, which is what is, what is the lesson here? Or or what is the way I deal with this? So for him, I mean, it's like, well, how do I nurture something that's obviously bringing him a lot of joy without letting it completely overtake his life? And right now I'm just kind of letting him ride with it. But there was a reason I made him stick with baseball because I said, you know, (laughs) you just can't be inside with a yo-yo all the time. Like there, there comes a time you need to go outside and run around. He's like, this is physical mom. I'm getting, I'm getting exercise. I'm going (laughs) to, I walk around while I'm doing it. I walk, you know, to and from club. And I said, that's, that's fine. But you've already been doing baseball for a few years. Let's just do it. It's a couple nights a week. Not right. a big deal. Right. You get to get outside, be around some <laughs> other friends, put the yo-yo down for a bit. So it's like, I have to kind of gently encourage him to put it down without right. discouraging him from his natural determination. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been, it's been cool to watch. I'm kind of wondering what his next thing is going to be. Is right. yo-yoing it? Is he going to get into something else? And what, what kind of potential this kid could have because he's yeah. really smart and he's really determined. Yeah. So he really could just pick up something and, and he's also one of those like, um, kind of like just, I, I don't know what's the word, like universally skilled kids. Yeah. Like he's just good at stuff. So yeah. he will pick something up and usually just kind of figure it out or be good at it right away. And then if he decides to really work at it, he's great. So right. we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. It's been really fun to watch. I love that. And it's so true that like the kids who have the more obsessive, like hyper determined personalities require a little help with balance and, mm-hmm. you know, flexibility maybe. And then the kids who float around more easily and don't get obsessed almost need more help with uh, follow through or like sticking yeah. with some. You know, I have I have one of each too. So. You have one of each. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. I want, maybe we could do um, Owen yo-yo video. Let's just do like an oh. entire compilation. Yeah, maybe that we'll, would be super maybe fun. we'll do it on and coming up with this on the fly. But, I'm sure um, I can find either pictures or something to represent. Maybe yes, I feel like Jacob, there might be I, a little slideshow or maybe an Instagram yes. story with a, something representing everything we talked about with our eight kids. Yeah, I absolutely. I would love that. Um, all right, shall we switch back to one of your kids? Yeah, just pick one. All right, Allegra. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. She just turned nine and she has always been um, so mature and like really tuned into adult, you know, what adults think and want and almost wanting to be around adults more. And I was. She has a very calm presence, she like a very like, adult calm. Yeah. I mean, people, know, that's the thing. You know how when other people talk about your kid, there's like recurring themes. That's the thing that people are like, is she always like this? Like she's so mature and so Mm -hmm. helpful. And so yeah, kind of well adjusted, like, um, which is just fun to see. I, the, the little stories I wanted to share is, so we have a puppy 
And it's been really cute because we are also working with a dog trainer because I am taking this thing seriously. This is like a really kind of a difficult puppy. And I didn't want to go to a PetSmart class because I've done a PetSmart class where they sit, we teach you how to do sit and stay. I wanted someone to come into my house and like train my whole family how to train the dog dog. because I I want a well-behaved dog after all this is said and done. So um, she's really cute. When the trainer comes over, we've had him a couple of times and he's he's really good. Um, You know, they talk a lot about dog psychology and like what's going on in the dog's mind and how to you know, how to sort of work with that. And it's so cute because she pays such close attention. Like the other kids kind of go off and do their own thing. Um, And she listens and she's just been such a huge help with the dog. And she's so cute because she'll bring up the same things later in the week. She'll be like, okay, well, if we do that, the message he's getting is that it's okay to bark or whatever, or like, you know, and so she's, it's like, the it's almost the psychology of it is kind of clicking in her brain and she's kind of understanding that this is this is a strategy um and it's been really fun it's it's opened up conversations actually about parenting even and you know why we do things the way we do with our kids and what the message messages are being sent when we behave a certain way so it's been really cute and she's been a huge dog training helper so it's just fun to see your kids get to that age where they are actually helping and you're not just like pretending that they're helping right, just giving exactly. them, you know we've talked about that with yeah. kids in the kitchen and stuff like that but with anything chores for so long you're you're inviting them to help but it's really more work for you yeah and and honestly not all kids get to it at the age allegra is like right. some kids that doesn't happen till 11 or 12 or 13 or something right. it never happens and you always have to kind of be like hey you gonna like uh be chipping in here yeah. you gonna be I, one of the things i constantly find myself saying to my kids is like are you gonna be part of the solution here yeah or, you know <laughs> We all realize there's a problem. Yeah. I need you to be part of the solution. But, and let's just say some kids get to that a lot sooner than others. And it's it very much fits with what I know of Allegra's yeah. personality that she's getting to it at this age. Yes. So. And it's so funny. And I will say that it's much more when it comes to nurturing, responsibility, taking care of people, because from an executive functioning standpoint, like stuff like remembering your sweatshirt that you left at school or getting ready yeah. for school in the morning, she is not above grade level, put it that way. Right. Like, so it's interesting to see the ways in which the maturity plays out and then other ways where, yeah, we still have lots of lots of uh, training to go on right. things like that. So that's interesting. But um, oh, I had one more. Quick. I put two for her. Sorry. Okay. I feel like I'm rambling. Um, no, my other one is that we've sort of changed our evening routine. You know, we used to put all the kids to bed and then we go down and we watch our show and nobody's allowed out of their room like you really aren't. If you need a glass of water, you can call out. We'll go help you. But We've always been pretty strict about that. So nobody just wanders out. Well, maybe six months ago, she started wandering out of her room when she finished a book or, or got to a stopping point in a book she was reading because she'd want to tell us about it. So she'd say, I finished my book. Here's what it was about. And then little by little by little, it just became kind of the nightly routine. And I have to say both Brian and I kind of enjoy it now. And she's really sweet. She just comes down once. She tells us, you know, what, what book she's reading or what she finished. And she sits on the couch for like 30 seconds. And then we pretty much start to give her dirty looks. We're like, okay. This is our time. Goodbye. And she's totally respectful about it. And so that's just cute. It's just fun how the routines, you know, me and my strict bedtime. So it's fun how things can evolve. They can evolve and change. And you never know how they'll evolve and change with the other kids. too. So, yeah. Okay. So how about William? 
Okay. Well, William um, is now a theater kid. Yeah, you have one. <laughs> yeah. I have a theater kid. So he did his first show, High School Musical Junior, and the performances were last weekend. And I have to tell you, watching him on stage was one of the most fun things I have ever seen because Aww. my older two kids are not theater kids. And right. I was, at, you know, so I really took a big step back from that part of my life for a long time. Yeah. In part because they weren't interested. Right. They, you know, they'd come see me in a show if I was in one, but they really didn't have any desire to get involved in themselves, uh, Jacob and Isaac. And then William comes along and he is in it. Like after he saw me in Next to Normal, which was a very adult themed yeah. show, but I, I knew he could handle it. Um, and I'd rather him see something like that with us to talk about it yeah you know so he saw that show and then became obsessed with the soundtrack and would listen to it he listened to it went out west last summer he listened to it all the way out and all the way back and he would tell me like mom that i would just listen to that soundtrack and cry sometimes he's just so funny because he's very kind of emotional but really also very dry yeah kind of like a cross between isaac and clara in a way (laughs) um and watching him on stage he was having the time of his life like the cheesy smile i remembered the way I still love doing theater, but I remember the way I used to feel when I was his age or a little older and there was literally nothing more I wanted to be doing. Like the feeling of doing a show was, I mean, and I could see it it was written all over his face and I know it was adorable. And now I'm um, directing my first time directing a big stage show, um, a teenage production of guys and dolls. Oh my gosh. And William and my nephew, Jack, who's awesome on stage as well. Um, both tried out and got parts. So they're in the show. It's so fun to watch them now. Like, because now in high school, musical junior, they were with like their peers. So they were with kids in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Well, in this show, they're the youngest kids in the show. Uh And some of the other characters go up to, or, um, kids are like, 19, 20. Right. So they're really having, this is a very different ball game and to watch them try to like kind of figure out their place with these really th- serious theater kids yeah. has been really fun. And so I just love it. I, I love watching him find his thing. Yeah. Um, and just watching him have so much fun and he's really good. He's got a good voice. He never really sang out loud that much before and it's good to hear him. And it's, and it's great it. timing too, because is he seventh grader? He's, he's, he's seventh. Yeah. So he's got a, you know, he, he has like his whole high school career. Yes. If he gets really into this to really get experience and have fun with it, you know, so it's like yeah. kind of fun timing. That is, yeah. that is really fun. How do you think it's going to be directing your own kid? He seems pretty like he'll be an easy one. He's he malleable. Yeah. He's like a good old reliable. Malleable. Speaking of, Speaking of like guys and dolls, he's like good old reliable yeah. William. Yeah. If you know that reference. Yes, yes I um, he's he's just like you know. Last night was the first time I blocked, and um, I was blocking a uh, scene with him. And for those who aren't theater people, that means you're staging, like just yeah, basically telling people where to go and where to stand and where to move. Um, Which is like being a mom. So I'm sure you're yeah, exactly. Good at that. Oh my gosh, it turned out I'm pretty great at it. It was like, <laughs> hey, I said at one point to the kids, I was like, I don't want to hear anyone's voice except mine right now. I was just like, all these momisms were coming yeah. out of me as a director. It was pretty fun. Um, but he, they were in the scene and, you know, I was like, okay, I need you to be, you know, I need that deeper. Okay. Now I need you to sound dumber. And now I need you to turn your body. And he just did it. Like everything yeah. I told him to do, there was no talking. Like there was no disagreement. It was like, oh my gosh, first of all, I'm totally overwhelmed or intimidated, really yeah. intimidated by these really talented kids, older kids. Yeah. Also my mom is the director. Like right. I better just right. show up and shut up. So right. it was cute to watch him. And he, he really is, um, and he's showing up for it. And, That's and awesome. He's not trying to upstage anybody or goof off. He's yeah. just really doing his job. So that's awesome. Yep. I love it. He's kind of a workhorse in our house. I always call him the workhorse yeah. of our family because he's just the kid who just 
shows up and does what's expected. And that's exactly what he's turning out to be in the theater. So fun. That's awesome. I love it. So I want to do one more of mine so we can end with Violet. I just think that would be really fun. Okay, perfect. So I've got just Jacob. Just Jacob. Yep. We'll start with, yeah, we'll do your oldest and then my youngest. Yeah. So Jacob, um, Oh my gosh. Well, you know, he's been living with my sister for several months now. Yeah, but let our listeners know that. So Yeah, sure. So Jacob's 19 and and I think I've mentioned it once or twice, but probably would be missed in passing. Um, He moved in with my sister, Catherine, who lives a couple hours away. Uh, I want to say like beginning of February. Um, He, you know, we live in a small town. He wasn't ready to go to college yet, but he really didn't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And my sister and I have actually swapped kids. I had a couple of her kids live with me for a year or two at a time around you know young adulthood and yeah. it's kind of nice because it's like they're with a mom but it's not their mom yep so they get authority yep it's kind of like a gentle you know totally. it's kind of a gentle transition i love it so he's been living there and so i haven't seen him much in the last few months it's been months and that's been odd i mean it's we were getting to a point where there was a lot of friction between us it was mm-hmm. time for him to go so i have to say there was part of me that was kind of relieved yep. just to have him that source of stress out of the house and he's doing really well and having a good time but i hadn't really seen him and it was really cute he came home and first of all he clara has really missed him and she talks yeah. about him all the time so he paid so much attention to clara Aww. and he kept setting up these like sibling bonding times and they would all just disappear together so to a he set those and, up? Yes. Oh, that <laughs> I know. It's the sweetest. Yes. And he'll text me every now and then, like, just tell the little kids I love them and I miss oh, them. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that I know. is the cutest. I know. I was and not. I mean, I was an oldest eyes. and I was not that nice of a older sibling when I well and the home. funny thing is when he was living here he wasn't always that nice he right. um it was more that he took too much responsibility for the kids so he was bossy and I would right. say to him sometimes like don't undermine me you know yeah. I said they can or can't do this like you don't get to step in and can like contradict me right. or cause uh, you know, cause the troops to start like right. we, like there's a coup going on, right. like an overthrow, and I don't need my kids having like staging a mutiny to use a lot of different uh, right. <laughs> a lot of different um you know what would that be military terms um that was kind of what was happening sometimes and so he takes a lot of responsibility for his younger siblings and now that's playing out in a really sweet way because he's just coming home and spending time with them and honestly since he was only home for a couple of days I was very happy to let him take over I was like hey Jacob do you wanna Oversee dinner tonight? Do you want to make sure everyone goes to bed on time? I'm happy to let you because I got stuff to do. So he really did for a few days. And the other thing that was really cute is he now looks like this full grown hipster. Like he grew out all of his facial hair. Oh my God. And he's wearing like a trucker cap and he's got a flannel on. And I mean, it was just kind of funny to see. I'm wondering why he decided to do that. It doesn't yeah. matter. But it was yeah. just, like I walked in and said, ah, like, who are you? <laughs> and then got used to it. Um, and it's just. I don't know. It's not my favorite look, but because he was only there for a weekend again, I could kind of yeah. just let it go. Yeah. Uh, it's not your yeah. favorite look, but it's still your kid. And he's it's still, still my like, kid. and he's just playing around right now with yeah. like, the adult he wants to be. And it's kind of fun to see him doing that. So it was it. a good visit. I enjoyed it. And I he now it. says he's going to be back a lot more often, which makes me think maybe he's a little homesick, which yeah. is also kind of sweet. It's very so. sweet. And it's a really good. It's a, it sounds like a really great decision. Yeah, to have I think there. so. Yeah. Well, okay. shall we move on to Violet, our, our little Spitfire? Little Spitfire Violet, the youngest <laughs> of our combined eight. So Violet's yeah. four, she'll be four and a half this summer, so coming up on four and a half. Yeah, I have a few, I wrote down a couple of things. Um, on the milestones 
front, she decided that she was ready to be done wearing a pull-up at night. And I feel like that's always worth mentioning because so many moms of young kids assume that happens much earlier. You and I have mentioned it, but it's been a while. So um, both my girls were took, you know, two or three years after being potty trained to then be also dry at night. Yeah. Just to Uh, jump in on that really quick. Like there is a, there is a distinct um, physiological difference between potty training Mm -hmm. and becoming dry at night. And I want to say, because I used to do work with um, pull-ups actually. And Mm -hmm. so I had all these facts at my disposal. Um, I want to say like 25 to 30% of kids are still regularly wetting the bed at five. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot. I yeah. mean, that's a big, we, we expect like, oh, but then potty trained. So they should be, right. you know, totally done. With and we that, also so. expect that we can sort of behaviorally coach them how, and in my yeah, experience, no. <laughs> you can't control something that happens while you're asleep. Like, and nobody wants to wet the bed. Nobody like, wants to wet the bed. It's agreed. not something you could be like, Hey, learn how to stop that. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so, I, I, anyway. No, no. In fact, one of the reasons I brought this up is because I do think that the, that gets glossed over and it's been a while since you and I have mentioned it probably on a toddler episode or something but she just recently um it's funny her pull-ups are up high in the closet and i always grab one and she was getting herself ready for bed the other night and she said i think i want to wear undies to bed and i did tell her because she always has a water bottle by her bed and she always is thirsty right before and i said oh well i'm great with you trying to do that but not if you're going to chug a bottle of water right before bed and she said okay i won't and so the first night she was dry and then last night she wasn't and she was like really kind of cool with it and i didn't make a big deal and it's just kind of, you know, then I will have no more pull-ups of any kind in my house. Wow, so she's, yeah, that she's is almost, a milestone. I know. She's almost four and a half. Allegra was fi- almost five or right before five. And then Reed, once he was potty trained, he was dry at night immediately. He took forever yeah. to potty train. He was the hardest to daytime potty train, but then his body just held it all night long. Yeah, he, that's I, so he funny. literally never wore a pull-up at night, which is weird. But okay, I think so it, the, yeah. it has something to do with the, the frequency they have to go in the yeah. first place, plus like that factor combined with how deeply they sleep. Right. something I found with my kids and the right. deeper sleepers had a really hard time waking themselves up at night right. um, or would wake up and be confused. Um, yes. One of my kids, I won't say who, um, peed on the vacuum, in the dishwasher, <laughs> On his brother, like a couple yeah. other places because he woke up so confused and yeah. just like stumbled around the house peeing. So yeah. kids in their pee, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. So that <laughs> so. was just a little like side milestone. Um, yeah. The other thing about Violet that's so interesting and she's so different than my other kids is she has an awareness of what her peers think of her that is light years ahead of what my other kids had at four. And a lot of times it kind of makes me sad because it does make her vulnerable to being, you know, the kid who feels self-conscious or left out or sensitive about peer issues where neither of my other kids in preschool or even, you know, even into younger elementary have been super sensitive to what their peers think. Like so-and-so doesn't like me, any of that kind of stuff. Well, she has two things she started saying. One is she has an adorable gap between her two front teeth, like a big one. Um, and part of, is, <laughs> part of that is thumb sucking and part of it is just the way her teeth are. Um, and she, it's big enough that she said, mommy, some friends at my school think I lost a tooth, you know, like it looks oh, big enough yeah. that, and so, you know, things like that to be aware of that at four. And then we talk yeah. about, okay, well you can just tell them that you didn't. Or I, I always say that's just to make room for your big teeth when they grow in and to her, it's not that big a deal because her siblings are losing. Everyone's got 
teeth, like gaps in their mouth. So, um, and then the other thing is her little blankie that she still carries around everywhere. She calls her night night and she sucks her thumb when she has it with her. She doesn't suck her thumb unless she has it. Um, but she has said a couple of times, like the kids at kids world, that's our gym daycare. They say it's for yeah. babies. So Aww. it's been interesting. I know. And she's not overly like sad about it. I just find it fascinating because my other kids were not, it was not on their radar. What other people you know, felt, but just like you were talking about with Owen, I mean, I think all of these things are like the, the blessing and the curse or the, you know, like the upside and the downside. I think, you know, having a, being tuned in to social dynamics can be a huge strength, but can it mean that you're a little more sensitive to, you know, those things? Absolutely. So those are just things I've been noticing lately. Yeah, no, that's so cute. Well, she, and, and, she Violet is something else. I don't think I've ever been around a kid like Violet. I have to say, and I've been around a lot of kids in my life. She does not stop. No. Like she just go, 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 yeah. go. Has something to say about everything. Yeah. And she some, never stops. You know, yeah. She never stops moving. When I try to describe her, you know, people usually say they have a really physically active kid or a really emotional kid. And she is actually both. She yeah, is she, physically yes. nonstop, but she's also sensitive and, um, like fiery and yeah. you know easily offended and quick to so she's she's spirited and physically active which is she's like super fun yeah she she, is she fun. will be yeah. the life of the party it's funny okay one more violet story but just yesterday you and i made our podcast network a little more official i went into the bank and got us a business checking Woo-hoo! account and yep. i told violet in the morning that she was going on a business meeting with me so she got dressed in a party dress and heels <laughs> she dressed her baby doll in a matching oh outfit God, she packed a backpack full of stuff and we were there for just under two hours it was yeah. really long but here's the funny thing about violet she was she did get a little whiny she got a little squirmy you know but she is like that at home anyway I've talked about on this show how she's my hardest kid to have at home because she's so she needs stimulation constantly so she was no more difficult in a boring bank cubicle for two hours than she is when we're at home I mean we did you know yes we got squirrely yeah she was ready to leave but it wasn't actually any harder so it's like a good lesson for me I just need to like she'd be a great like take your daughter to work day because she just needs as long as things are busy and interesting and she's stimulated she's good what she people talk to stuff to look at something to do yeah just gonna keep it changing it up yeah yeah Yeah, violet is a cool kid she's fun to watch she's a fun one yeah yeah so wow that Um, was really okay i love that i I loved it too i'm so glad you had the idea um i definitely want to see if we can round up a photo of almost everything we talked about or something close and share on instagram and facebook so if you're not following us definitely find us on instagram and facebook we're just the mom hour easy to find um, and I also thought it'd be fun to tell us the cute things that your kids are doing, listeners. Yes, so when we post that. that, comment with what's going on with your kids, and we will not accuse you of bragging, even if it sounds braggy. Just yes. let us know. Or if you don't, and you can share post those your things. own picture yeah, and post you can your tag own us. picture, tag us. If you don't share publicly, you can send us an email. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention, I forgot at the top of the show, is that Katie's with me at the end of this episode, oh, and okay. she is also going to talk about what her, her kids are up to lately because we haven't recorded yet so I can prompt her with those so by the time you're listening you will hear Katie talk about cute things her kids are doing lately and that's at the much younger ages so um, Megan anything else? No I guess we should do another shout out for our sponsors again we have um, deals from both shootalong.com at shootalong.com backslash the mom hour you get 10% off an 8 week class which is about to start right like June 12th? Yeah June 12th Okay so you have a little bit of time and then barkbox.com sorry 
barkbox.com slash mom hour. Um, go there. And if you sign up for a six or 12 month subscription, you get an extra month for free. Extra month free. Fun. fun puppy and dog toys and treats. Um, all right. Well, this has been really fun. Definitely continue the conversation on social media about what everybody's kids are doing. That's cute. And keep listening for a quick segment with me and Katie. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you then. Hey everyone, it's Sarah. I am back and I am here with Katie Addis for our regular new mom segment with Katie. How's it going, Katie? It's going great. I must say I love this new setup, this new recording setup in the bunker. Yes, we are in the bunker. We are in uh, my middle child's lower bunk surrounded by blankets, and that is my recording studio. But Katie has not yet experienced the Angry Birds and Pokemon blanket fort. Oh, I've always dreamed of playing forts as an adult, I must say. It's it's so air quote fun. It is fun. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so Katie, you always have one struggle, one success, and one discovery for us from the trenches of new motherhood. So what do you have for us this week? Okay, so for this week, I actually, listeners, have a themed edition for you. So this is a smartphone slash smart, I'm I'm sorry, smartphone slash social media edition. And so as a struggle, I don't know if any moms out there have considered this or worried about this. I hope I'm not putting like a new worry on your radar, (laughs) but um, have you ever wondered if your babysitters are using social media appropriately? And do you ever worry about babysitters posting anything of your kids as far as maybe location at the park yep. or no, it's posting def- your yeah, kids on social media. It's Snapchat. definitely a, a concern. I know. I know our friends at um, Cool Mom Picks and Cool Mom Tech have done some coverage on that as well. So yes, it's a it's a thing. It's a worry. So okay, so proceed. yeah. So my struggle is how do you how do you broach this topic with babysitters? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like your relationship with your babysitter, you know, you have a few minutes in the beginning right. to kind of tee them up for what lies ahead, but you may sound kind of like a paranoid mom when you say, oh, and by the way, can you just make sure you don't post anything on Facebook or if you're at the park, can you disable your location? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, so I don't have any sort of solution other than it's probably better to be proactive from the time that you hire your babysitter rather than reactive. Yeah five times into babysitting something um well that's actually something we could link to in the show notes so cool mom picks or cool mom tech which is their site has i think it's an example of like a social media policy that you would just show lay out with your babysitter and that way you're not like correcting their behavior you're just saying here's our family's social media policy yeah um yeah and i think the older your kids get the more um I just find I have more babysitters and I also have like more of them. So there's more different babysitters rotating through my family than there used to be. Right. And also sometimes babysitters are actually like going with my kids places, taking them places. I had babysitters driving my kids a couple of weeks ago, which right. made me really nervous. Um, so yeah, I think that is something to think about for sure. Yeah. Okay. So just lay the policy out. I think at so. the beginning, I think so. And I think the other thing is as you get more and more used to, working with babysitters, you, I think, just increase your confidence as a mom. Like, I'm so much more comfortable saying, this is how we do things in our family, and here's what I expect. And actually, babysitters, I think, want that, just like kids want to know what to expect. So I think it's in the early years, it does feel like kind of hard to lay down those rules, but... yeah. 
it gets easier. So, so can I also say, and no dishes in the sink when I come home. <laughs> See, I don't care. I do not expect my babysitters to clean. I know babysitters used to clean. I know when I babysat, I was expected I to. I've just kind of given up. I'm honestly. just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. Babysitters, if you're listening yeah. out there, I'm just kidding. And I do know there are sitters who do dishes and there are parents who expect the sitters to do dishes. I... I guess I've just focused more on like keeping my kids alive and happy. And it depends on if you had somebody thing. all day or somebody, a regular nanny sitter that was in your house all day, I would expect them to, you know, at least leave the place like they found it. Yeah. Um, but so often with me, it's a couple hours at the end of the night. And I don't know. I, I, I'm not good about not leaving dishes in the sink. That's also what I feel like. It's not like I left them in a clean house. So I right. don't know. that's above and beyond. Okay. Okay. All right. So next up for a discovery and Honestly, this was life-changing for me when I found out about this. It is it is truly a lifesaver. It is something on anybody's smartphone, whether it's an iPhone or an Android. And on an iPhone, it's called Guided Access. It locks your child into a particular app or oh. screen. Well, not screen, but a particular app or function okay. on your phone. So, for instance, if you lock them into photos or something, right. which I would actually never advise because... They could um, delete all your photos. Because they could delete, you know, two years worth of memories. But uh, if they're in, I hear a popular app, actually I got this from Coffee and Crumbs, is Call Me Elmo. Yes, I heard, I listened to that episode Okay, too. and I haven't tried Call Me Elmo, but um, locking a toddler into any safe little yeah, app that you want them playing that you with, want them yeah. playing with and here's how you do it you open up your home screen and you actually have to enable guided access first through your settings so i'm going to give a run through of quick steps and then we'll definitely be yeah. sure to link these steps and the android steps on the show so notes. this is for an iphone yeah i see yeah, doing so it now this is for an iphone just so i don't forget any steps i will do it right here right now you open up settings and then you click on general and then you scroll down to accessibility and then all the way down to down, down, down. It's like the guided second access. to last okay. uh, icon. It says guided access and you can enable it or mm -hmm. turn it off. And if it's on, it'll say on. And then you're all set up. And so you choose a, an app for your child. Let's say I want to go into music. And you triple click the home screen. Oh, wow. My mind is blown right now. Yes. Yes. Wow. And you click start. And now we're locked in. And to get out of that, it recognizes your thumbprint okay. or sometimes I guess you can program a passcode okay. also. Yeah. So like your child would yeah. try doing yeah. that. And oh, that is really, really smart. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That so especially in the trenches, you yeah. know, the first six months, yeah. you have it. Or like, I know there's times when you have to hand a phone back to a toddler in the back seat, or you're stuck in traffic or whatever, and they're not, yeah, you don't want them doing a million things. Oh, that right. is smart. Very right. good discovery. Yes. Awesome. And then in the same vein as um, the whole guided access thing, and I, I mentioned photos earlier. So Annalie has actually discovered something on my phone that I didn't even know existed, oh. which I which I love. So tell me if you know. Oh, I need to end my guided access. <laughs> tell me if you know about this in photos. Do you guys know when you're in photos? Let's see. And you go to you click on memories. I have seen this. I haven't done anything with it. Okay, so you you're in photos. You you see photos, memories, uh -huh. shared, and albums at the very bottom. And if you click on the memories icon, mm -hmm. it will play basically a little uh, a little library mm -hmm. of your photos to music. Mm -hmm. 
it is the sweetest thing ever. That's awesome. So I'm a big, I am an Apple device person, but a Google suite of services. Does that make sense? So like, I feel yes. like I'm, I'm Apple hardware, Google everything else. Okay. Almost to like a point of being stubborn about, I don't, I really don't like some of Apple's iCloud and photos things. I think Google does it better. That's just where I am right now. I think over time they've kind of like one is always trying to outdo the other. So Google, I use Google photos for everything and they do something similar. So they will, my Google photos. And I think when Megan and I did an episode about photo storage and stuff, I talked about this, that it will just smartly group. If it sees that you took a whole bunch of photos in a similar location or over the course of a weekend, it'll even name it. It'll be like trip to Chicago and then you hit play. So it's similar. So if there's Google photos users, out there um, and I, I access that when I'm on my computer in Google Photos but I, it's on your phone too so yeah, yeah that's so awesome. success for memories yay yay that's awesome okay well real quick before we wrap since Megan and I today in this episode talked about our kids and bragged about what our kids are up to one by one we have to include Katie in that too so Katie remind us your kids names and how old they are first of all okay so Annalie is two and a half and Luke is eight and a half months old. Okay. And since you haven't heard Megan and I's episode yet, um, we basically talked about how, you know, sometimes talking about your kids can come off as bragging and yet we want to be able to share what our kids are up to and little milestones they've reached. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to just share one little thing that each of them are doing since our kids are obviously so much older than yours. So. Right, in a venue that is not a Christmas card. Yes, exactly. Or on social media. Yeah, okay. or like in a Facebook brag, which right. I feel like Megan and I talked about. It seems easier when they're little to be like, yay, we're potty trained. And as right. they get older, their successes are much more nuanced and it can come off kind of like braggy or almost like you're congratulating yourself as a mom instead of just, you know, hey, my kid is awesome. So why are your kids awesome? Okay. Well, I would just defer right now for Anna Lee to talking, but that's just kind of too broad. It's so, so fun, though. It is Toddler so language explosion is fun. maybe my favorite thing ever. It is so fun. But within her talking, she has expressed what I would almost call a geographic memory. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't even know if such a thing actually exists so tell me under more. that label. So I first discovered it when, guess where we were driving up to? Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> and she um, exclaimed, coffee. Oh. Coffee. And so then I kind of took note of, wow, maybe she actually is paying attention to landmarks around the neighborhood and we're, you know, on a road, let's say going to church and Mm -hmm. she'll say church Mm -hmm. or going just you name it. My sister's place in Tustin, Auntie Kay's house. Um, And and it's really shocking because I hardly have my. Yeah bearings yeah. when it comes to geography yeah. and knowing my way around town. So Kyle will joke like, oh, Annalie, did you tell mommy how yeah. to get there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think kids, I think because they don't have as much to do when they're in the car, like we are thinking about where we're going and thinking about a million other things is like, they really are just absorbing it. That's I know, awesome. That's I know. Amazing. So that's Annalie. And then Luke, he can do one mean roll. <laughs> nice. He can just roll himself from one side of the room to the other nice. side of the room. He'd be safe in any sort of preschool emergency fire evacuation. Yeah. Like, like lay low. Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop. Lay low. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep rolling. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right. Do you think that, uh, is it time to talk about maybe a husband milestone? Oh, yes. Should we Should we talk about our husband? Just because, I mean, Kyle, I must say, reached a notable one in, okay. in dadhood today. I feel like he's secured himself a spot in advanced age. Oh, tell yes. me more. Well, we were at Costco today, and he... 
picked up this safari looking hat. Oh, God. I know. And I'm like, okay, wow, if you really want to solidify your status as dad bod and dad, you buy that Steve Irwin-esque hat. So I feel like we may have a Halloween costume for next year, nice. too. Nice. It's Reed, one of those, like, yes, perforated. Yes, I know exactly you know. what you mean. That's funny. Reed was actually a Steve Irwin-like character for Halloween, but he oh, was, was he? five, I think, at the time. <laughs> okay, okay. So, five or 71. Um, let's see. What about for um, Brian? A milestone for Brian. Okay, well, this is something just to brag on. So Brian is, has been a super healthy eater for almost five years now. He lost about 40 pounds about five years ago. Oh, wow. And kept it off. And he really is like no crazy diet. He just really is committed. And that's something like I will always brag about him because, and he's also not anal about it like he's not unfun about it if we're out he'll eat what's there but he'll just always make the healthiest choice within what's available or he'll relax for a week if we're on vacation but he always gets back on the wagon but at the beginning of 2017 he did work with a nutritionist for about six weeks just to kind of re restart things and one of the things he switched from was smoothies in the morning which i think i've even talked about on the podcast how i eventually came around to green smoothies and stuff because he would make them for me and i think last segment actually well we talked about your crazy pudding but yeah. yes. Um, but he decided to switch to a more protein-based breakfast recently. Okay. And so he makes eggs for himself almost every morning. And he will make them for me if I want. Sometimes I'm not in the mood. And sometimes it, sometimes I am. It's maybe 50-50. But he can make a frittata, like, on a weekday morning that is restaurant quality. Wow. Like, and, and this is when I'm packing three lunches. The kids are demanding cereal. It's early. The dogs, like, this is like, it's not like he has a leisurely Sunday morning to do this. Right. He will just take the vegetables that we have in the fridge and he will make, like, you know you know what a frittata is. Like, yeah. basically like a quiche with no crust. So it, it starts in a saute pan on the stove and then it finishes in the oven and then he cuts it like a pizza. So it's, you know, like it's triangles like you would right. eat a quiche or whatever, but it's, there's no But it's crust. an art form in And eggs. like, yeah, and really good. Like, like cilantro sprinkled over the top. Like, I'm super, super wow. garnish and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he loves to cook, but I've just been really impressed that he's been able to integrate that into our crazy weekday mornings and still pull it off. And I'm sure there are moms out there who would like to be served, like, a mushroom and feta frittata with, like, you know, julienne parsley on the top on a Tuesday morning. So I'll brag about that. I think so. All right. Well-deserved. Um, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this little extra segment. Anything we linked to will be at themomhour.com. Look for episode 103. And Katie comes on about once a month. So we will be back with you for this segment in about a month. Thanks, everybody. Bye, thanks. everybody. Bye. Hey there, and welcome to episode... Ugh, I forgot how to do this. <laughs> Hi, everyone. What... Hi, everyone. That's what I would say. <laughs> what happened? It's been like more than a week and I can't remember how to do it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 103. Okay, you know why it's hard? I'm not used to saying in the hundreds. I know. Like 103, 103? Okay, I think I'm going to say 103. Okay. okay, like a radio station. Yep. Mom Hour 103. <laughs> now I'm going to say 100. It sounds more impressive. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of the. 